we should bring that energy in here because last episode we were a little down, right? You know, yeah, <laughs> we were defeated so many times. That was a rough one. Y'all bring the energy, <laughs> manifest. That's right. Positive mental attitude this episode, okay? I'm positive that I'm going to recap last episode real quick. <laughs> off oh, to boy. a good start. You started off the episode with loud music, not restful, it's uh-huh. bad. Yes. Can't sleep. No. Oh no, so tired. <laughs> Maybe song to be able to sleep? No. no. Not nowhere. No. And uh, y'all just continue to march on through the night otherwise. Mm-hmm. Once you got close enough to Bell and Dawn started breaking, the music still spinning and going. You decided to leave the orcs and a few select people behind before going into Bell, and you just went off on your own to do a little reconnaissance. You snuck through the forest, got to this overlook, and you saw the large beam going up to uh, the moon Thimar cells. As the music was beginning to wind down, you saw it draw back tractor beam style, this black orb. Mm-hmm. But that got sucked down and then the music stopped. All the uh, apertures that dotted the outside of the plateau that make up the large instrument in the center of Beln all closed and you decided, well, I guess we need to figure some things out and <laughs> came up with a plan that involved throwing a rat as far as you can, yeah. which you did, and it made its way through. You learned that at least one of the buildings that is in Beln that looks like run down, broken down, it's actually an illusion. The inside seemed to be well kept and people were living in there and those people were members of the cult. So you decided to bring up Symbol and Alfred. You let them know the plan to make it through the city in your cloudy and pass without a tracy form. Mm-hmm. You made it through the city without any altercation. There were a couple times where you spotted some cult members either you know, carrying things from point A to point B or running a patrol, but you made your way in through one of the uh, small gaps in the apertures being a, a gaseous form. You're able to do that pretty easily. And then you were met with the interior of this plateau, which wound being a series of winding tunnels connected by different apertures. All of these tunnels made of harmonium. Randy, using your knowledge of the Mons Organum and trying to pull from your experience with that, you started kind of pointing the way, literally, as a cloud. And the first room that you came upon is a room that had Shadow Yashi in the middle of it, surrounded by six evenly spaced pylons. You formulated a plan, talked about a few things, and eventually y'all wound up casting Liaman's tiny hut because you're going to like flood this place is your intent as of right now from what I remember. Well, we're pushing buttons. Yeah, yeah. So It's uh, more just a safety precaution. Uh, it's a good point. safety uh, precaution. Yeah. And, then maybe, and then maybe sponge action soon. We'll yeah. See. yeah, after that we left off with Randy casting Mage Hand, sticking his belly through the exterior of Liaman's tiny hut and sending Delia's hand over to push the button. The button goes down and here is where we pick up. <gasps> Delia's yes. finger lifts the button, depresses back up. Nothing happens. Oh. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Randy, <laughs> since you're like directing your mage hand and everything, why don't you give me a investigation check real quick? Okay. What a monkey's paw for a DM is like, <laughs> now we suck at all of our roles so you can't tell us things because we don't find them. <laughs> we will uh, see. So with disadvantage because we're still exhausted, that's an eight plus four for 12. Okay. With the 12, the three pylons that are on the side of the room that you entered, mm-hmm. one, two, and three, essentially, they all look to be varying shades of gray and the pylons on the other side all look the same shade of gray. Hmm. Oh, because it's dark in here. 
Right. Oh. Hey, do you have, Spurrier, your orb, your drift, drift oh, globe? Oh, my drift globe. You know, it's funny you'd say that. I do. Uh, <laughs> I should probably use that. So, like yeah, Kyle, I'm going to do that, and uh, the, I'm going to make it as true white as possible, the perfect Kelvin temperature, <laughs> yeah. so we know That's these shades smart. for sure. Yeah. yeah. You bust out your drift globe, and it lets out its natural white light and everything, and you can tell that pylons one, two, and three are blue, yellow, and red, respectively. Okay. The other three are just a shade of gray. And we pushed which color? You pushed red. Okay. Okay. I guess let's push another one. Maybe one of the gray ones this why time. Push, <laughs> but, but why push Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Razzle's going to transform out really quick because I have opinions about button pressing I would like to okay. express. <laughs> so you'll be incapacitated for a minute. Uh, yeah. What do y'all do in the meantime during that minute? Another button? Maybe. <laughs> Actually, my, my D6 just rolled number six. Well, then six it is. All right. <laughs> Deal if you'd be so kind. Okay. And I shove my stomach back through the opening. We see Razzle trying to transform as you're doing that, uh, there is a rumble that begins to happen around the plateau and around you, and you begin to hear the sound of, yet again, music. Not the exact same tune that you heard before, but just like a single note. Oh. You see the apertures around you open up, and you can just tell that there is a rush of energy that just passes through this room. Ooh. You see Shadow Yashi's figure kind of like phase a little bit, and then reconstitute itself and then the tone dies down your mage hand goes over presses well okay six. maybe wait <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe don't it presses six okay you just did it and nothing happens Great. nothing happens until the next note plays probably oh, who yeah, knows maybe. correlation isn't causation I know but Razzle you are it's been a minute <laughs> oh wonderful alright can we just not press any more buttons like well, what about the blue one no like, a, I mean <laughs> it matches Shade Yashi's eyes it oh does. wow I have all the apertures closed Kyle yeah they've closed back up okay what if we do Yashi sponge idea now and we're all in the hut and protected uh -huh. remember whenever we soaked up the sponge it soaked it up super fast so like like it kind of stands to reason that it would emit as fast and like we could build up pressure in here and like maybe break all these apertures, right? Because the pressure in here from well, the sponge. Or break these know? buttons or break everything. Break, everything. Yeah. Yeah. break this whole place. That's true. That's very appealing too. I've wanted to use this sponge exactly for this for so long. I know. Well, right? Should we have Delia squeeze the sponge just yes. for safety's sake? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And we'll be safe like based on like what the spell says, Kyle, like we'll be safe in this hut from all this water. Yeah. It can't, yeah. Objects right. can't come through, and water is an object. I there you go. An object. It all right. checks out. Do you think we should like squeeze it really fast and just like really hope that the pressure bashes everything, or maybe like a slow squeeze? No, let's just go for it. To like let it trickle. Go big or go home, man. <laughs> the Olympic size squeeze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Delia, you hand the sponge over, and it takes it, and it does that full. You're trying to wring out the sponge yes. of everything. Yep. You just it. crunch it into a small ball, and immediately water just, like, sprouts out from it. The room is filled instantly. The apertures <laughs> bust outwards on both ends, yes. and the water continues to pour out. The room doesn't so much fill up at this point as it right. does just kind of flow out and through the rest of the instrument. You see the way you came 
it does appear to be like kind of diverting down a couple of different paths and <laughs> those apertures tend to hold up these hmm, apertures okay. look like they're a little bit beefier and you see the water that went through the aperture on the opposite side of where you entered it forces its way up but then you start to see a wave start to careen back down and back through the way that you came beating up against those two other apertures that you see uh, from the path that you've come from and those two kind of just finally buckle from the pressure a few of the plates on the bottom just like bending outwards and bowing no longer functional what about the pillars and buttons and dark yashi and stuff did anything happen to shadow yashi on the and the pylons which is a pretty good band name they're still standing because the water you know built up in the room the pressure went outward so there's about like maybe you know a good like foot foot and a half of water that's still just standing okay. in the room but otherwise it's uh, floated off into different areas mm-hmm. well before we go anywhere I'm gonna use some of my um, dust of dryness I think it is called yeah yeah, yeah. Stuff I got, oh, right. and turn some of this water instead of just soaking it up with my boring sponge oh, no. um, <laughs> <laughs> and you rolled for the amount of pinches of that you have right uh so 1d6 plus four no oh, oh okay no just do that real quick then or if you did okay. we don't remember and you're doing it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that was a five, and you said plus four? Plus four. Okay, so I have nine pinches. <laughs> I'll use one here and see how much water it gives me. One pinch of this, uh, I'd say you'd get like all the water that's in the room, oh, that's sweet. the standing water here. Probably like 85 gallons. Are you okay? For, <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. I had to work. That's a Probably about like 85 <laughs> gallons. Okay. If you need to know for survival purposes. No, it's never that. I know. Um, okay, I'm just thinking of how much water does it take to fill up somebody's body? <laughs> what? For later. Uh-oh. You know, okay. make somebody swallow a marble, punch them in the stomach, and their body explodes. I would think it could be cool. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean. Randy is down. Anyway. Do you want to push any more buttons, or, we, or have we had our fill? <laughs> I'm a little scared. I don't want all to. Right. Uh, just wanted to be sure. We could push all of the buttons. There's no one stopping. Stopping you from pushing buttons, Randy. You just know how True. we feel about it. I mean, the the red button we pushed like did something, but it didn't do anything to us. Yeah. Also, we may want to keep moving because now that I'm thinking about it, since this chamber isn't still filled with water and the amount of water that was released instantly, like we've certainly blown a gasket somewhere and like water has <laughs> shot out somewhere. It's statistically likely. Yeah. yeah. So like probably cult members have seen water shoot out of this thing. And or it's like, like flooding some other part. Part of it, yeah, or both. Yeah, so. that's a good call. Yeah, we yeah. should probably we'll go. just press on then. We'll just <laughs> yeah. push buttons when we come back. Before we get rid of the tiny hut, let's go back let's get gassy. to gassy. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll leave and it'll be great. I guess Symbol and Alfred have been a gas this whole time, just being like, what a bunch yeah. of dopes. <laughs> I don't have to talk if they're like that. So <laughs> no, it's, so it's uh, so, uh Wait, wait. What? Oh, no. I was just thinking about Shadow Yashi, and I feel bad about leaving her here. <laughs> okay. But I, I, I want to, I just, I want to see if she'll like react to anything I've got. Like, I've got a bag of chips in my pocket. I was just going to pull them out and, like, wave them in front of her face and see if there's anything going on there. Because, like, I can understand. If she's really Yashi deep down. Right. Yeah, yeah. Give me a persuasion okay. check. Okay, all right. I can't. <laughs> it's only seven, but, I mean, I was only going to just wave them in front of her face anyway. I, I might even open them up so she can smell them. Okay, well, then. I'm just going to keep rolling until I get a better number. <laughs> okay, you got a seven. Um... <laughs> oh, that's how you play this game. Yeah, we just cut out all the other rolls. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in the editing. Yeah, no, uh, there is no uh, no visible response. All right, then I do not care about this man. 
ass. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> Let's leave her behind. All right. Oh so now we're God. gaseous again. We're gaseous again. Are we still just trying to head up? Yes. Yeah. So you're gas. And yes. we are you uh, yes. you start blazing a trail through this place, just trying to like left, right, up, down. You're weaving your way through, and then the device around you begins to vibrate, and there is a large gust of wind that comes through that you didn't experience before because you were in a hut. Mm. You are swept up along with it, carried through the device as it winds its way through opening, closing apertures in part of the device that don't appear to be affected by the water damage that you had done. And let's see where you end up. <laughs> the force of the music blowing your cloudy, misty bodies throughout the inner workings of this giant instrument, it eventually stops and you find yourself in another 20 by 20 foot room. There sits at the center of it Shadow Razzle, Dang bound it. in the same fashion that Shadow Yashi was. And you notice that there are three conduits in this room. Okay. Are the conduits like the same kind of like pillar type thing, you mean? Yeah, they look okay. the same. They look buttons. The same. Uh, they are not buttons on them. Oh. But looking at them, you see that one has uh, the mark of fire on it, one has the mark of water, and one has the mark of electricity. In our cloud form, can we investigate Kyle or not? Uh, yeah, I'll give you investigation. You can do, do that. Thing. Don't forget it's at a disadvantage. Well, right, right. Four. Three plus two, five. Eleven plus four, fifteen. You notice on the one that's marked with the symbol of electricity, you notice that there looks to be debris of uh, what looks like dirt scattered mm. around it. Is there water in this room? No, there's not water in this room. Okay. With that investigation, Kyle, was there any way to like pick up on if there was like a, a sheen around Razzle as well? Yeah. Shadow Razzle? Yeah, okay. yeah. You definitely noticed that, especially with the drift globe. Okay. Oh, right, right, yeah. I don't know. Should we release these? I don't I don't know. I don't know how we would even let them go, because like, I couldn't oh, get yeah. into the Yashi's yeah. thing. Yeah. Maybe we keep going. Kyle, before we go, how much dirt is around the, the Oh, it looks like a, you know, a, a light scattering. Well, okay. keep that in mind, I guess. Here I go. Razzle's leaving the chamber. Whee. All right. So you're zipping through, making your way through, continuing on. Wow, I'm rolling really low on those. Keep which, it up. Keep it uh, up. There is another trembling and rumbling that goes through as another tone begins to emit. It sounds like a couple of notes are being played. Some of them sound a little bit airy, as if they are not functioning properly. Oh, uh, nailed it. And you hear that sound, (laughs) but you're still caught up in a torrent of wind as it is being propelled through parts of this. You're pushed back down through a couple of different (laughs) openings as the apertures continue to adjust with the playing of the instrument going on. You end up in a room. It's larger than the other couple that you've been in, and you notice that there's a large pile of trash in this room. There are pieces of gray robes, opalescent-looking brick, ornate pieces of windows that are mangled and twisted. Rotted wood and plants make up the pile of garbage along with it. And above that is a swirling portal, and every so often you see another piece of trash just kind of eject from the portal, landing on top of the mound. Through a space between the trash, you see what looks like part of a face with an eye. What? And then you hear in your mind, help me please. Do we recognize the voice? You do not. Or face. Just part of a face. Do we know that eyeball? Hey, I've unmet you eyeball. (laughs) Well, Randy's going to gently float over the little eye face thing and do an investigation. Okay. Check out that trash. (laughs) So that is a 10 plus 4 for 14. All right. So you float over and uh, you see this eye looking around and it's tracking your cloud movement and everything. And you just keep hearing, 
Help me. Then as you get closer, you notice the pile of trash starts to stir and this massive spiked tentacle erupts out of it and goes for a swing at you. Ah, uh, rude. <laughs> That's going to be a 25 to hit. Oh, and that, you will take do it. Six bludgeoning damage after it's half down. And then you will also receive two piercing damage uh, from the spikes of it. Mm-hmm. I need you to make an escape check, basically like an athletics or a uh, acrobatics. Acrobatics? Okay, thanks. Something. Yeah. But I tell you what, you actually need to roll just normally because you are a gas that does give you advantage. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that's an 18 plus 13 for 31. You easily, like being your gaseous self, <laughs> are able to filter through <laughs> the spikes and get away from this as the rest of the creature emerges with this other long tentacle the eye that you saw becomes this own tentacle that has like three eyes spanning the cross of it. It's just like a four-legged giant aberration with this large toothy gaping maw that has a little bit of trash and you see just gnash away at it. <laughs> this thing is just standing there looking at you and we can roll some initiative. Nope, bye, nope, we're bye. just going to run, run, run away. Run okay, away. Bye. Right. Dash activate. I'll let you just go ahead and dash. We won't get into into combat. but <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. It's okay. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. Man. You have this ability. I am going to take an attack of opportunity just to see what happens okay. against Randers. Oh, I rolled poorly. That's only Hooray. a 12. Well, that's, uh, that's bad. Yeah. The bad. other tentacle comes up, tries to bap at you, but you're. I'm ready cloud. this time. <laughs> you get out of the room, and uh, y'all just run. You just kind of go. You float yeah. with purpose. As you continue through, <laughs> you're getting into smaller sections of the pipe. It's becoming tighter. Oh. You can tell you're moving up as cool. far as the instrument goes, so mm-hmm. you realize you're mm-hmm. headed in the right direction. So do we need to roll a new stealth check? Yeah, y'all go ahead and give me a stealth okay. check. Let me nice roll for uh, Alfric and Symbol. I got total a 23. Total 28. Uh, 29. Wow. Oh my. So you begin floating sneakily. <laughs> you are getting to a point where you've stopped seeing apertures. It's just piping at this point. Oh, okay. And you notice that they branch off in a bunch of different directions. You, you're kind of looking at this, and based off your knowledge of instruments, you're like, hmm, this seems like not necessarily part of the instrument, but good enough for airflow to where it's not like reverberating through. Right. Mm-hmm. You notice that a lot of these pipes, they look like they head to one place. They just kind of branch off into different areas, but you can make sense of the systematic layout of them that they head to one room. Here we go. <laughs> to the to one, that room. one room. Let's yes. go. Let's okay. go. <laughs> so you make your way and you do see that a room opens up. It has a dim light in there. You sneak up and you are able to see into this room. It's a long room. It's got a couple of tables sitting in there. It looks like kind of just a, a waiting room, like a little hangout area. <laughs> and you see, well, actually, you all three have seen Yashi's poster of Vandersneak. You see Vandersneak and Rhiannon oh, kind of oh, sitting at this table with a, with a tablecloth oh. over it. Vandersneak is talking to Rhiannon and saying, yes, it seems odd, this uh, powerful being that they summoned uh, kind of, I don't know, doesn't seem as powerful as I thought they would out the gate. And Rhiannon's like, we don't really understand the full implication of what that kind of process does to a being like that. But yeah, uh, and you see Rhiannon kind of like lifts the tablecloth and says, oh, you're missing a spot and you're smudging. And you see under the tablecloth is Joby. Uh, Polishing Rhiannon's boots. Oh, 
So she scolds Joby for a moment, and you see Joby kind of like cower, holding the polishing <laughs> oh, cloth, no. and then she like throws the tablecloth back down, covering him up. Kicks him a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a, little, there's a little bit of a kick. I don't know if these like Jeez. clouds that we are can change form at all. Like if I, if I can look like a storm cloud full of fury and hatred <laughs> right. and loathing. Are, are the pipes now too small to where we can transform? At, at this point, yeah. If you transformed into your other form, you would be forced out of the spot into a space you would fit in, which is this room. Uh-oh. Got it. Kyle, do I need to give a new sneak check if I was to try to go under the table? <laughs> yeah, because you're actually entering the room. Go ahead and give me another sneak okay. check. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, well, fortunately, that is a 33. So. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Phew. With a 33, you could sneak to anywhere in this room. There's five different tables. Uh, other than all the other entryways that are the small piping that line kind of the near where the ceiling and the wall meets, there's also a door on the far right side of the room as you enter. I mean, I need to go to my Joby. There's really no other option, so. (laughs) You sneak under that table, and when you get under there, of course, you see Joby under there polishing away at Rhiannon's boots and just kind of looking ragged. He obviously has not seen a mending spell in quite some time. Um, It's still odd to see him, like, actually moving on his own, but there's something, like, it's like your purest imagination of Joby in your mind has come to life. Youngster Randy, this is what you always dreamed of. (laughs) Give me a perception check. And I guess at this point, we're just like watching in horror. Yeah. As yeah. Randy has gone into the room. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not leaving at this I'm point. Not I want right to watch this play out. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Can we have like little cloud shaped popcorn yeah. while we're up there watching? Like, Put it back. <laughs> I'm biting my cloud nails. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So I don't get to use that natural twant, but that's still a 13 plus four for 17. Wow. Yeah, with a 17, you're looking around and you see two things that stand out as odd to you, specifically with James. James Vandersneak. You notice that tucked into his boot, you see what looks like a kind of marsupial-like tail. Okay. <laughs> also poking out near that area looks like a, a feather. Okay. Spies and thieves. So, Kyle, if I was to transform out, would that negate my stealth thing? Like, would I need to do, like, a stealth transforming check? How would that work? No, I'd, I'd say you're in there. Since you're incapacitated, you're not moving, and therefore you're not, like, causing any sound or anything. Okay. So you'd be able to transform. Okay. Well, then I would like to transform, please, Kyle. Okay. Takes a minute. But as you begin to transform, you see Joby kind of turn, recognizing, like, you know, kind of seeing, like, this cloud. It's, like, right next to him. <laughs> um, Is Joby alive? What the heck? As He's polishing, you see him like turn and kind of give you this blank stare. Because again, it's it's a teddy bear. Okay. But um, it's gonna be a whole new bear conversation happening. <laughs> like he's oh, alive. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you lay there, your eyes dead set on Joby as you transform, incapacitated. And during this time of transition, your mind is flooded with the sound of music that harkens to you reuniting with your treasured (laughs) stuffed animal of so many years. It is an overwhelming sensation and a fantastical image inside of your mind of your reunion. And at this point, we are going to roll some chord dice to actually write the song for this moment that's happening in Randy's head. Wonderful. And so I totally see this whole thing as like Randy just lying on the ground, eyes dead set on Joby, <laughs> and the camera just goes into his eyeball, and then oh, we see yes. whatever song is going to come <laughs> yes, up. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so perfect. How the turns have tabled now, Spurrier. Goodness gracious. Yeah. 
Spurrier, this is you. What is this song? Oh, I mean, right. you know. So, I mean, on the one hand, there's this just a touch of murderous intent with Andon, <laughs> but on the flip side, there's, you know, beyond joy having traveled through time and space and planes and everything, and sure. lo and behold, the one and only is there. So, <laughs> right. yeah, I think sure. we should probably just go straight ahead major on this straight one. Straight ahead major, mm-hmm. he says. Mm-hmm. Just right. for the joy. Amazing and... two sides of a coin. Yeah, right. Well, and hopefully uh, A flat will do you proper, because that's what I rolled. Uh, sh- sure. And then... Uh, I got all right. I got one, two, seven, and wild. Okay, so that'll be A flat major, B flat minor, G diminished, and a wild. And I guess since it's in my mind, it doesn't really matter what drums we do. I don't think. Correct. It does not. Mm. Maybe just logic then, for sake of ease and variety. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But this will mostly be on my end, I suppose. (laughs) So we'll just play on logic, and I'll just roll it up, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Super secret Joby drums. Love it. Nice. (laughs) Well, awesome. This is super happy and also (laughs) terrifying, because it is Randy under the table (laughs) with knives and things. We're going to see what happens, but before we do that, people at home, I'll talk to you in a second. Bards get to write. (laughs) All right. Hey everyone, it's your Dungeon Maestro Kyle here. Just want to thank you for joining in and checking out the episode like you always do. And thanks for dropping in on the middle bit. When you drop in on the middle bit, you learn things. Like about the organization that we're going to be donating to for the month of February. That organization is Kids in a New Groove, otherwise known as King. Now, King is mentoring through music programs that provide Central Texas youth who have had experience with the child welfare system with a committed one-on-one mentoring relationship. They do this through free weekly private music lessons and giving students the ability to transform their lives through connection and support. Now, if you want to directly support them or find out more, head on over to partnershipsforchildren.org forward slash King, and you'll be able to find that link in the episode description. Don't forget, you can save money. You can save money over at Die Hard Dice when you have to buy any of the accessories or dice or sweet rolling trays, any of that stuff. Be sure to use the promo code BOMBARDED with an exclamation mark, and you're going to save yourself 10% on that. Our upcoming schedule is episode 85 dropping to you on February 15th, and episode 86 is going to be dropping on March 1st. Now, I know you're wondering, where's that OST? Where's that Chaos Sauce volume? It's coming. It's on its way. Those albums are still in the works, but stay tuned for those updates as I will let you know more in future middle bits. Now, that's it. Other than at BombardedCast, hashtag BardCast for your social medias. BombardedCast.com if you want to check out the website. If you need extra content, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash bombarded cast and of course thank you to my patreon producers pat tang bizgar jake bianchi k best and kelvin horatio you four rock of course everyone out there right now you rock too now speaking of rocking let's go check out what these bards came up with i think you're getting a two for one deal this time but uh i don't want to spoil anything let's get to it Well, so here we are again, and we did roll. <laughs> yes. You know, Oops. it's going to be great whenever I start this off with, <laughs> hold on a second. No, no, no. Uh, so we rolled up those chords, and, you know, we threw some stuff around. And I actually found on my computer an old song that Spurrier wrote that we never did anything with, probably because we 
we started bombarded. It's probably yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I found it. I sent it to Spurrier, like, dude, like, check this out. Maybe this could be inspiration for the Joby song. And then it wound yeah. up being like, maybe it could just be the Joby song. Yeah, right. <laughs> we yeah, you can't really work with these chords yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So we're just going to kind of, well, we're not going to toss out the chords and stuff that we rolled because we're going to play a song that Allie and I made super fast about what we <laughs> hear in our head about Joby <laughs> or something. Uh, here, now, woo! Randy's got his Joby back and everything is right. Finally found that little bear to hold him good and tight. He's got him back. 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 He's got that little Joby back. Now Randy's got his Joby back and everything is fine. Together they'll beat anything that's coming on down the line. He's got him back. 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 He's got that little Joby back. Wow, wasn't that great? Uh, <laughs> oh my awesome. God. Concise and perfect. Yes, yes Razzle and Yashi are feeling Exactly it. what we needed. <laughs> yeah, so now, without further ado, here is the Joby song that's a remade version of a Lidby song, kind of. That's now the, oh, what did we say? Ode to Joby? Is Ode to Joby. Ode to Joby. Oh, <laughs> All right, perfect. Here we go. Randy and his Joby Met on a fateful day Alone out in the cold He couldn't find his way They made it to the hideout And were never far apart After losing all his family Joe gave Randy a new start When Randy fled his test Joe became alive To find another pathway Said but the past is hard to hide from When your past is filled with crime And when Joby truly vanished Is when Randy fled through time
this music plays i want to ask spurrier uh-huh what is the imagery that is happening in randy's head oh <laughs> it's very kaleidoscopic with like lots of like you know joby's kind of spinning around and lots of rainbows and, kaleidoscoping bears yeah and like suns with you know faces and stuff and lots of colors oh, yeah. it's very vibrant and glorious he's and, running up handing you your dagger oh, yeah avenge me randy avenge me. And i'm like and i'm getting like a very tiny dagger to give to him and stuff and it's got joby written on it and there's yeah. a colorful oh wipe you two are holding hands skipping down a road holding daggers in each hand yeah exactly, oh exactly. <laughs> which leads us back to now i suppose right, you have solidified oh you are in your physical form you're down here, Joby is looking at you. What do? What do? Okay, so I think it's finally time to bust out one of my other new spells that I got recently, which is known as Animate Objects. Like, I have to play it, but I guess can I just like play it very quietly, almost just like just kind of like mouthing it to myself kind of thing? I tell you what, give me a sneak. (laughs) A sneak, okay. See how this goes. And since you're doing that, I'll let you know, uh, the tables around you are considered medium, the chairs are small, Joby is tiny. Okay. Can he get Joby? Well, it's something I'm going to try and see. Okay. So that is uh, uh, 38. Jeez. Yeah, you know what? I, you know, I'm not even going to bother rolling. <laughs> you turn down the volume on your organ. Yeah. Oh, you just plug into the headphone jack. It's oh, perfect. Perfect. Duh. Yeah. So yeah, you quietly pluck out on your organ <laughs> yeah. uh, your song to animate objects, which sounds like? Sounds like... And... Mates and the mate Time to find an evil forward to and oh, no. decide the fate and a mate. Talk about <laughs> foreshadowing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yes. Um, so what I can do is I can pick up to ten objects as long as they're tiny or small as they get bigger, like Kyle was saying, they kind of cost more. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try to animate Joby. I guess if that doesn't work, it doesn't work. Okay. I'm gonna do both of the chairs that these two are in. Okay. I'm going to do two tables. <laughs> I'm going to do both of my daggers and my rapier. All right. Um, <laughs> the daggers I would consider uh, tiny and the rapier small. Perfect. So that still adds up to a total of 10 if you factor in the size of the tables and all that. So it'll be the table they're at and then I guess just a table close by. Okay. And since they're within 500 feet of me, as a bonus action to casting this, I can predetermine what their initial actions are going to be. <laughs> um, okay. So what I would like to do is um, have both of the daggers strategically 
strategically stab Rhiannon in whatever would be the best place possible. I'll let you decide that, Kyle. You're a, <laughs> right. You've got those choices there. Uh, right no, after no. she stabbed, I would like both of the chairs to flip backwards to where they land and smack their heads on the ground. Oh, I would no. like both tables to be crushing James Vandersneek and is holding him in place. Like sandwiching? sandwiching yeah, sandwiching's him. good. I like that even better. Okay. Yeah. Yasha, you can't talk right now. We're close. Oh, oh, yeah, I should also say, if an object doesn't have an appendage, it gains hovering and floating abilities and oh, wow. magic. Very um, bed knobs and broomsticks type of right. stuff. Right. Well, you just say the beating the beast. This is, I mean, the imagery is just know, there. Right? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Would you consider legs of a table or chair appendages, though? I was wondering like, if they would suddenly gain the ability to, like, but since they don't have the natural ability to bend, because then it would, like, break them. So I'm not sure how that would go. So I guess they would just fly. fly. I'm going to give them the choice to do what they, they would do. do they can do it. They kind of wobble over and, yeah. So Rhiannon will be stabbed and on her back. James Vandersneak will be on his back and being sandwiched by tables. I also want my rapier at his throat just to kind of keep him in place. Mm. And then oh, I nice. want Joby to come up and uh, give me a hug <laughs> if he's willing to do so. <laughs> Let's start with Joby because you see your magic starting to influence Joby and you notice that there's some kind of magical combatant going on there with whatever is animating Joby already. But the power uh, of love. your spell save, DC? Uh, my bard one is... <laughs> the power of love. Lucky someone a lot. <laughs> it is a 15. All right. So you see your magic overwhelm whatever is already animating Joby. And you can uh, tell Joby uh. is officially <laughs> under the influence of your magic. Joby drops the polishing cloth and just starts like running over to yes, you. Yes, yes, trips yes. a little bit along the way because there's an unthreaded knee, but picks himself back up and keeps like struggling over to you and just jumps into your arms as everything else around you begins to animate. The tables flying towards James Vandersneak, working in to do a, a grapple of sorts. And I'm going to go ahead and have you roll for that for your tables. They will get advantage on grappling James Vandersneak. This is great. It's like in the foreground is Randy hugging Joby and in slow motion, there's all this chaos happening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Explosions, <laughs> knives flying. Uh, the first table is a 16 total and the second table is an 18 total. Perfect. The tables sandwich up against James Vandersneak, who's kind of like pinned up against the wall that's behind him and sandwiched as well. Your rapier blocking the only point of exit for James Vandersneak. Your yes. daggers fly forward. Go ahead and give me the attacks for those two. Add advantage as well. All of this going on at once. Can we just retcon and say as soon as we see this commotion happening, like, I would like to start transforming out. Just be, just <laughs> yes. be in the room. Same. Jesus. Same. That's okay. Also, I need to retcon the chair that James is sitting in does fall backwards. He Wonderful. tumbles back. The tables go in. Pin him. Uh, he is prone. <laughs> so, uh, actually, amazingly, those are both 22 to hit for both of the daggers. <laughs> Those Whoa. definitely both hit. I'm going to go ahead and give you your sneak attack damage, even though it's technically an anima animated object, since it's at your command. Do both of them get sneak attacks, since they're both sneaky daggers? You would or? only get one with sneak attack, okay. since you can only have it once per round. I guess we could just go ahead and say, hey, probably content warning coming up here about what's about to happen with these knives, and uh, you yeah. know what I'm saying, so uh, check the description. But, Joby, so it's fine. Right, focus on the Joby. <laughs> so, the dagger that does have sneak attack was 22 total, Okay. and the one that doesn't have sneak attack was 10 total. So these daggers fly out, the chair falls back, and I'm gonna do, because you're kind of getting the drop, you would of course want to do the most lethal attack against Rhiannon. Uh, I mean, especially with my fury. <laughs> you know? I know I, I know. ideally, you would take a coup de gras kind of approach to this to do... If there's a way to do that, yeah. There <laughs> is, but I want to pull from 3.5 and have oh. this come down to whether Rhiannon's constitution can hold up 
to the precision attacks that you are making currently. Right. So you did in total 32 damage. Yes. I'm going to say she needs a constitution save of a DC 16, which is roughly half the damage. Oh, okay, right. that seems fair. But if she fails it, that's it. That's ah, it for Rian. Yeah. I did not think we were going to be here today. What the <laughs> heck? <laughs> we're just going through fun little organ pipes. With her constitution, she does beat a 16. No, Kyle. Oh, oh. I mean, if she's pretty wounded, we can always do this We're again. about to be there. That's fine. She does look <laughs> severely wounded. Yeah. Um, she is currently moving, pushing away with one leg, just grasping at the wound, trying to put pressure on it. Sees you sitting there with Joby hugging. At this <laughs> oh, point, she geez. looks at you and she goes, Oh, you've, you've made a, a grave error, little Randall. This slight will not go unpunished. Isn't that right, James? And then you hear James say, well, well, wait one second. Randy, is that is is that you, Randy? What? And you see James grab from around his collar, grabbing the hooded cloak that he's wearing, and rips it off, revealing a large duck sandwiched between <laughs> two there. tables. What? Sandwiched between two tables. A rapier at his neck. Stands eggs quackly. <laughs> Feathers rustled out. You see a fake uh, tail fall to the ground. The monkey tail that you saw. <laughs> yeah. He says, Randy, if that's actually you, here. And he tosses you a set of manacles. He says, get her before she tries to escape. <laughs> Slide of hand to catch them. Where are we at? How much time has passed? Uh, like 12 seconds. Oh, uh, dang it. That's a 21 to catch them. You catch them. Wonderful. <laughs> what would be a um, applying manacles check? Would that be like another sleight of hand because I'm like being all dexterous with them? Or? Yeah, yeah. I'd give you a sleight of hand. See if you can just, you know, you know, like a magician putting them on. <laughs> That's another 21 with disadvantage. Oh, well, she rolled a one without any advantage or disadvantage. <laughs> so perplexed. She puts herself in the middle. Yeah, I was like, here, could you put these on? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, you managed to get her arms between some of the bars of the chair and manacle her hands in there. So she's basically like manacled to the chair that fell back that she was in. And she's just like, what is, I don't even, when did, have, you did the duck, the duck, win. And uh, Exit's just like, ah, well, it's elementary, dude. <laughs> and I guess at this point, I command the objects to uh, stop pinning Eggs Quackly and go and just be extra insurance on Rhiannon and have the tables kind of sandwich her, too. You get Rhiannon well-situated. The rest of you in that time manage to morph out Alfric and assemble uh, along with you. So you all stand there. Eggs Quackly is kind of like, oh, wow, you got a whole troop here with you, do you? Yeah. Oh, what's happening here? Oh, yeah, we don't know Eggs Quackly. Ooh. That's right. Yeah. Uh, may I introduce you to the greatest detective in Beats Art, Eggs Quackly? Oh, this oh. is him. Gives a bow, pulls one of his wings in wow. front of him. Oh, we've heard a lot about you, sir. Yeah, that's one of Randy's favorite songs to play is the duck song about giving ducks <laughs> things and stuff. Yeah. Or yeah. not giving ducks giving things. <laughs> some people do give a duck, some people don't. Well, you know. Although, before we go any further, Eggs, mm -hmm. what happened at the bank? Like, was ah, it? to the point. That's why I like you, Randy. <laughs> just just really quick, because that did kind of hurt a little. So I kind of lost you there for a moment, but don't worry, because afterwards I was actually able to tail James, who had managed to steal the Conjurist diamond. Oh, so there was a real James Vandersneak. It hasn't just been you this entire time. There is, was, still is. Um, it's very weird since the whole time thing happened. But uh, um, wait, so did you go back in time? It wasn't the actual yes. James Snow. <laughs> yes. Oh, what a twist. 
Yay. See, what had happened is <laughs> James made an error along the way, and I just happened to be there to catch it. He donned the mask of the Nowhere Man and met up with a half-elf man that looked like he had done some intense tinkering. I don't know. He had a weird braid and everything, but oh. he left the Conjurer's Diamond with that bloke. It was after that rendezvous that I managed to capture the greatest criminal of all time. Now, I had some old colleagues of mine dig a little bit deeper and uh, got me situated with a bang-up of a costume, if I do say so myself, to perpetrate. Is that the right word? Perpetrate? <laughs> infiltrate. Perpetrate, James. Sure. Infiltrate is definitely what I wanted to do, oh, but I had to perpetrate. Yeah, impersonate. That's probably a good word, There's too. There's so many choices. Infiltrate to perpetrate. <laughs> <laughs> impersonate James Vandersneak to infiltrate the Nowhere Men. And then I found out, well, the Nowhere Men are working with that there cult. Yep. Yes. So I found myself in a situation where all of a sudden we're going back in time, and I was like, well, I'm kind of uh, out of duck here. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> are you also from Lyarion times and places? Or No. Okay. I just happened to be in the right place at the wrong time. I see. Or right time. So oh. it, I imagine if it had just been James Vandersneak and not myself posing as James Vandersneak, then uh, he would have come back in time. But here we are. This is very intense. I kind of found myself way too deep, having <laughs> yeah. no context about what was going on, and then I had to just kind of go with it. Otherwise, I'd probably be murdered. Right. For dealing with Rhiannon, I must say, I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah I think you've uh, ranked up even more as a detective. So, nice. Ah, yeah. Thank you. But speaking of Rhiannon, uh, Joby, I'm going to give you this. And so I hand Joby... One of my daggers. And, uh, okay. Uh, Joby, if you could just keep an eye on her, please, that would be mighty kind of you. You see Joby take the knife from your hand and then do a jaunty little dance over Leanne and standing really close by the knife at the ready, if oh needed. Oh, my gosh. Well, well, hang on. Well, before we deal with her eggs, real quick. So going back to your time traveling. Real quack, you mean. Right. Uh, 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 quack, uh. quack. So you time traveled, but, like, how? If you're not a Lyarion and you weren't the actual James Vandersneak, were you in, like, a room that was, like, a transportation-ready room, or, like... What's wild is I was actually asleep, so I'm not sure. <laughs> so, what? So, twist. my theory is... Now, I do I do have a theory for okay. you. Um, okay, Your name again was... Razzle. Razzle? Randy, that's son, what you told yeah. me. And I'm Yoshi. Uh, Hi. There we yeah, go. I don't think I met the other two last time, but no. here's my theory about it. Now, it doesn't matter the state of somebody. It's a matter of the consciousness of acknowledgement of who's who within okay. the world and whoever's actually controlling the overall flow of magic to and from. Okay. And see, whenever two planes converge and they wind up being able to cross over and he begins to go off on this tirade of just <laughs> nonsensical explanation. The quantum physics of Algar. <laughs> okay. He's just riffing off different theories here and there, left and right, and he'll stop himself and correct a theory as he has these epiphanies oh within the moment. We're all just oh nodding God. our head like uh huh. Raz is like, sorry, I asked. Okay, great. <laughs> While he is doing this, I'm going to ask everyone you can either do one of two things, Yashi and Razzle. You can either use your passive perception or you can roll for perception at disadvantage. Randy, you just got reunited with Jovi. Yeah, so it's on on the forefront of your mind. So you're kind of keeping an eye out, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, I'll let you roll perception like at advantage, but it's just normal because just normal. I'm gonna roll for it. I'm gonna use it. I have a 17 for my passive. Oh, okay, Kyle. All right, are you ready for this? Yeah, I got a nat 20 plus two. You You rolled rolled two 20s. Oh wait, I'm at disadvantage. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, never mind. It's a three. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Plus two. Randy, uh, I got an 11 plus four, 15. Okay. As you're kind of uh, talking and, well, not talking, you're so much listening right. to Eggs Quackly explain what he thinks happened. <laughs> Razzle and Randy, <laughs> you hear Rhiannon start to stir. Rhiannon stirs, jumps, does a tuck back, pushes off with her hands, and as she lands, she lands on a napkin that had landed on the floor from Randy knocking over the tables and everything. She slips, her face falling directly into the knife that Jovi is holding. (laughs) Oh, no. Which is what happens when you roll another critical one. (laughs) Oh, jeez, really? Okay. But she, like, landed on the flat end, though, right? I mean, clearly. No, on the... Because Joby's just standing there, point up, you know? So just, like, Final Destination style. Uh, I'm going to say, Randy and Razzle, you're not sure if you saw Joby's arm move just ever so slightly? You're not sure. Just move to the right angle. Like, free of any command is what you mean? It's it's hard to say, you know. But Randy would know, right? Like, if if someone else... Commanded Joby. Randy, yes? you're not sure if maybe there is some subconscious aspect of the magic you've cast upon Joby, like taking control and giving a command. And uh, you're not even sure if maybe it was you or perhaps Delia. Oh, I didn't consider that. Oh, it's what? hard to say. Oh, dear. Because of the malice and spite that you have towards this person, you are embroiled in a in confusion as to if there was any kind of command or was this genuinely an accident. Uh oh. Well, before we explore that, like, what's up with Rhiannon? Is she dead? <laughs> That's what happens in Final Destination. Fairly simple. Oh no! Can't believe you've done this. Well, like, what? Like, what? I'm still just uh, staring at Egg's mouth. Like I can't believe this dog is talking. <laughs> no idea what's going on behind me. Um, well, now I'm sad. I don't know why. I mean, are, are you? I mean, <laughs> I guess she wasn't like, you know, our Rhiannon from right. <laughs> that episode. <yeah. laughs> but, but still. It's, we can talk about the morality of yeah. that and everything. You know? not. It's a little too late. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh... Joby, can I have that back, I guess? <laughs> Joby pulls the knife out because Joby's still just standing there. <laughs> what, what is going um, on? And Joby kind of does a little jaunty dance back over to you, Randy, and uh, <laughs> hands you the dagger hilt first properly. Thank you, Joby. Okay. I mean, I guess we could uh, talk to Delia before we go. Did she do it? I don't, <laughs> I don't uh, know. I think inwardly, Delia. Yes, Randy. <laughs> Have you been doing any geometrical adjustments to sharp objects held by bear-like creatures recently? I am going to answer your question with a question. Uh-huh. Do you really want to know the answer to that? No, 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 no,